You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 66. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuli. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Omileti Olubumi. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds. I don't know. It's summertime. Let's have a walk. If it's not too hot outside, grab a thing of water and let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our newest resource available, the Alejo's Guide to Godparents. Inside of Alejo's 101, there's a great new framework to a challenge that is one of the first ones that any and pretty much every new person is going to have to deal with. And that is the magical question of how do I get a godparent? How to get a godparent? For you, I have created the Alejo's Guide to Godparents, and this brand new resource has been created because of the many, many questions that this topic gets. What is it that you get? You're going to get audio, you're going to get video, and it's going to basically give you the map and the keys for the vehicle of how to get a godparent. Why is this important? Because No matter what it is that you want to do in these traditions, you're going to need somebody to walk you through it, to help you out, and to guide you, to uplift you, to basically help you on your way. Because if you don't get the right person for you, you will continue to be where you are, which is probably alone trying to figure this out without the guidance and without help. How do you get it? Go to orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti, and that's I-Y-A-O-M-I-L-E-T-I, and click on the image that says, finally, your guide to choosing a right godparent. Just watch the quick video and get it, because it's an amazing opportunity that has come from your questions, from your experiences, and from my desire to see more folks just land where they belong. So with that, let's get this episode going. You are told when you come and get a reading, let's say the first thing that you're told when you're like trying to figure out these traditions is get a reading, get a reading, get a reading. And then a lot of you guys have to wait a long time to get that magical reading. And then during your reading, you know, you're all nervous and you have to, you know, figure out this person. And then it comes out that you have to do Ocha. You have to become initiated. You are excited. You start to imagine things of what it's going to be like as a priest. You start seeing yourself dressed in white. You start figuring out which Orisha it is that you belong to. I mean, this is... 
a dreamy stage. And you're like, probably, <laughs> probably if you're like many of us, once they tell you that, it's like you block everything out because now you're like, oh my God, this is so wonderful. I am going to be a priest. What now? This is what this episode is about. We are going to talk about what happens when you are marked for Ocha or Cariocha in a spiritual reading. What happens then? This is not an all-inclusive conversation, but I am hoping that with this chat, it will be the beginning of a conversation. And we can absolutely expand on it in future episodes. If you're interested, of course, share your comments and let me know. And I will delve a little further. But I think right now, it's important for us to just have a couple of key ideas. When you get started and they give you a reading, let's say it's your first reading, and they tell you, oh, you have to make ocha. Usually they give you a list of things that you have to do. Some things are ebo, ebos, like sacrifices that must be done. It could be, you know, bring in honey, bring in this, bring in this to the Arisha, or this Arisha needs to be fed, all of that stuff. I think that's always okay. But when it comes to receiving something like your ileques, warriors, and definitely cariocha, a big question that you have to think about early on is, are you going to make that priest who is reading you your godparent? Are you going to do that? Because when you are going to go through that step, you are going to agree to that commitment. Are you willing to agree to that commitment? Do you understand what that commitment means to make that person your godparent? And how about this one? Forget about elekes and other things. We're not even going to talk about that. Just for this conversation, we're going to talk about cariocha, which is to become initiated as an Orisha priest. So I will use the terms cariocha and ocha the same way because they're the same thing. How have you, okay, <laughs> before I start with that question, are you willing to save for Ocha? Have you saved anything for anything spiritual? Do you realize that in order to get initiated, I'm just going to throw out a random number to you. We're talking at the cheapest that I've heard, 9,000, and that is dirt cheap. That means you're not going to get bells and whistles of your ceremony. That is dirt cheap. If you want something that is decent, we're talking $12,000 and up. And that is just for that portion. Are you willing to save that? Do you have that? I mean, if you do, great. But do you have that? And let's talk about this a little bit further. So we have talked about just a question, is that person going to be your godparent? And this is why that resource that we have, the guide to choosing your godparent, 
it's going to be important because there's a lot of important questions that a lot of new people have no idea about. They just get a reading that this is going to be helpful for them and they jump right in because, you know, you want to do the right thing. I get it. I mean, doesn't everybody just want to do the best thing for them? I absolutely get it. I want to... I want to give you a few examples of the importance of this knowledge and what's even more important is what you're going to do with it. One thing I have to mention to you is one reading is not enough. Some folks I have known, I have met them that they get one reading with that priest and they're making Ocha six months later. And what I have come to find is that one reading is usually not enough. I'm not saying that this is not going to work out for everybody. I do happen to know one individual. Actually, I'm sorry, two individuals. Okay, sorry, three in my life that they've gone to one person for a reading. Oh, no, no. I'm going back to two. Never mind, two people, two people, two people. That the first person who has spiritually read them is the one who did their ocha. Just two. So one, two. Yep, two people. And a couple of questions that I want to talk about. Does this ocha have to happen right now? This question will be very interesting. And we're going to kind of jump back between these questions because unless you have a lot of money to burn and you're okay with absolutely 100% and you're truly knowledgeable on the responsibilities and everything that you know that you need to know, then go ahead, go for it. But a question that I would love for you to ask, let's say, you go for that reading. You've been waiting for a long time and you've been listening. You've listened to all of the podcast episodes. You have just basically dove into all kinds of videos, information, books. You finally land that reading. You got somebody to read you. You're so excited. And then you're marked for Ocha. There's a question I would love for you to ask. Do you have to make Ocha right now or can it wait for later? And a lot of people, when it, I know that in my first reading, I didn't really ask any questions until later when I figured out that you could ask questions. Oh, poor Babalao. Oh, my God. <laughs> poor guy. But you can ask questions. There's going to be a time to ask questions. This would be a good question. Do I have to make Ocha right now? Or am I going to die if I don't do it? Or can I wait till later? You might be marked, which is okay. It's good for you to know, but it has to be your decision. You could be marked for different things, but you have to make the decision of what you're going to do with that. There's a lot of responsibility that goes into being a priest. There's a lot of things you might not like. This is speaking from experience. There's a lot of things that I don't like at all. I could really go into that. But those are my responsibilities. And I have to do that because that is what I chose to do. And I knew 
that that was what I was committing to from the beginning. So there's a lot of responsibility. You still have to be sure, not just sure, sure, but like 125% sure, sure. Most importantly, there's a lot of things in combination that are going to be important for you. You have to be aware of the cost. I'm not saying don't do it because of the money. I'm saying please be aware. I've known people who have gotten initiated and they didn't realize that there was a particular cost after they got initiated, that there was a cost three months later. And they were frantic that they didn't get certain things done, which are supposed to be done. Be aware of the cost that it is going to cost you. And I do highly suggest, especially if you're going into Lukumi, that you do not find out who your head Orisha is until you are ready to commit to that commitment. (laughs) Oh God, I know it's the same word, but until you're sure that you're going to go through with Cariocha, it is seen as disrespectful within that tradition to just find out if you're a child of Ashun, just to say, hey, I'm a child of Ashun, but you're not going to do anything with it. In that tradition, it is seen as disrespectful to not know who your crowning Orisha is. And if you're really excited and you want an Orisha, I'll give it to you. You're definitely a child of Obatala until you get marked, until your head is marked, and that's okay. Absolutely okay. And what is your commitment to what you're willing to change? Without divulging the secrets of the tradition, when people come into the priesthood, are you willing to change? Or if you're a jerk, are you going to stay being a jerk? Or you're just going to say, I'm going to behave for the year and seven days that I'm dressed in white, and then I'm going back to being a jerk? Are you really willing to change? Because you are committing to becoming a priest, priest of these traditions. There has to be inner change that you are willing to do. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to accept those changes? I, for me, I, oh gosh, it's difficult because in the beginning I was willing to do whatever. And then when they tell you, well, you got to change this, man, it stings and it hurts. And you're like, I don't want to change that. Why should I have to change that? But you committed to change. Your Orisha is expecting more of you. You are a representative of that Orisha here on earth. You're not Orisha on earth. You represent them here on earth. And on top of that, you will be serving your community. That's hard. It's a lot of responsibility on top of your shoulders. Are you ready for that commitment? How about this one? Are you ready for your responsibility with said godparent? And before you're like, yeah, I could do it. So here's my secondary question. Do you know what the to what are those responsibilities? 
that was just a moment for you to think about the yes or no. (laughs) Do you know what those responsibilities are? And are you willing to do them? And you you really, really have to think about those commitments. Because by saying them is one thing. I should know about that. Gosh, by saying them, yeah, I could totally do that. When it's time, I'm like, man, this is really hard to do. Are you going to do that? And this is very important. Now, here's another question that goes along with it. Do you know what to expect from a godparent? Do you know that? Because all of these things go together. Or are you just, you're just willing to jump in blindly, head first or feet first or side first or cannonball and hope that when the chips land, that they land in your favor? Are you really willing to risk that? Because this is a life commitment. Are you willing to do that? I'm asking these questions not to dissuade you, not to prevent you from initiating. Not at all. That's not what I want. But to make sure that you know what you're getting into before you get into it. If you are in the beginning and you're not ready, or, 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 you just heard about it. You just heard about the traditions, a friend of mine, a friend of yours, somebody, they said, oh, um, there is a priest who can give you a reading. I'm just going to pay, you know, the money, the ashedi in order to get the reading. And, you know, I just heard about it. During the reading, ask these questions. There's never interrupt the flow of the reading. You'll understand what I mean. There is a particular flow. So in the beginning, there's things that are happening in the beginning. Don't interrupt that. But close to the end, when there should, if it's a competent priest, they are going to ask you this question. Do you have any questions? That is the time that you ask, is this Ocha thing urgent? Am I going to die if I don't do it tomorrow? Can I wait? And you, you be honest. You say, you know, I, I just I just need to research it. I need to think about it for just a moment. Okay. I'm going to put this another way for you. Let's say I'm going to take all of us back to high school. I need, you know what I do? I need a sound of going back to time. I'm going to get one and then I'm going to plug it in because I think it's kind of fun to play with the sounds. Let's all pretend that we are going back to to high school. I was going to say junior high school. Oh, my God. That totally tells my age. We're going to go back to high school, and we're all going to be junior in, juniors in high school. And we are all going to get an aptitude test. Okay? We all sat down. We had our snacks, and we were trying to be as honest as possible to see if we were going to be astronauts, teachers, whatever. It came out that you are going to be a doctor, that that's where you should go. Here's a couple of questions for you. Can you practice that right away? Of course, the answer is no, but I wanted to ask it. Can you do it right away? No. 
what happens when you first hear about this? You start, we're going to talk now 2021 time. You start researching videos. What is it like to become a doctor? How did you know you wanted to be a doctor? What is a day like, a day in the life of a doctor? And you start researching. And you start paying attention at medical offices. Let's say, I don't know, something hurt. I don't know, something happened. You're at the doctor's office and you start noticing certain things. You start noticing the office, the bedside manner of the nurses, of the doctor. Did you like it? Was it clean? What was it? What did they do in the beginning, middle, end? How did you feel? Would you return to that particular office? All that stuff. You start now paying attention. Then you start researching some more pre-med programs. Because remember, you're a junior, you're a junior right now. And, you, you know, they said doctor. So you start researching pre-med programs and you start coming across the question, well, what type of medicine are you going to be a surgeon? What kind of surgeon? If that, um, do you want to be a podiatrist, a GYN doctor? Do you want to deliver some babies, obstetrics? Do you want neurology? We're going to deal with the nerves and the brain. We're going to deal with blood or do you want to deal with, do you want to work with kids? Do you want to work with the elderly? Do you want general medicine? What do you want? What, what place do you want to go into? And let's say that the school is really darn good and you take another test and you decide, or maybe you go online and you take another test and you're like, well, it's still doctor. That's kind of cool. Maybe I can look into programs and talk to my school counselor for programs to mirror or to shadow. I think the better word is to shadow different career people. Let's say there's a program to shadow a nurse, to shadow a doctor, to kind of be at the doctor's office. How questions, how do you start applying for that pre-med program in college? Is there a pre-med summer program just for high schools just to kind of see? Is there, I don't know, whatever, something that's going to help you to make this decision so that you could kind of see if the aptitude test results really is a good fit for you? Or do you start applying for medical schools right away the moment you receive that aptitude test result? You see, I'm the pause is deliberate. It's for you to kind of think about it. It makes more sense to take your time to make this decision to figure out which school, to figure out the teachings. There are some schools that are very, very strict. They have very intense programs. There are some schools that are very lax. What if you work full-time and you need, uh, you know, some assistance and this program is really good because they have a night program? You have to figure this out. It just makes more sense to take your time before you go into a career path that is supposed to be for the rest of your life that you really don't want to be into later because you jumped in. 90, I'll say, if I were to throw a number, 97% of the time it is not urgent to make OCHA right away. 
I promise you will know if it is urgent. I'm going to put my notes on the side for a moment. And you know that I love stories, right? Love stories, love stories. I'm not going to put a name, but I do knew this person. And I say knew because she passed away. Bye. She was a follower of these traditions for years. And I mean decades. This tradition basically helped her to get her act together. She had a really rough life. And she kept being marked for Ocha, marked for Ocha, marked for Ocha. But she had come on some really hard times. And she didn't have the money. And it's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive back then. It's expensive right now. No matter what, it's going to be expensive to to make cariocha and to initiate. But one day, she got a reading that, you know, you we always suggest for people who are in the traditions and they're working with somebody to get readings every now and then. Some people do it once a year at a minimum, once twice a year, once every quarter. Some people have their own timing of when they're going to get their readings, but it came out she needed to make Ocha right away. And how do we know that? Because of the Odu that came out. And that Odu, that there was no escaping it. She needed to make it right away. And on top of that, she got it reread again. Again, a very urgent plea, if not a plea. I'm not going to say a plea because Odus don't make pleas. It was more like she better make Ocha right away. And it told her she needed to make Ocha for her health and her health was in jeopardy. And at that point, around that time, I don't know if it happened right before or maybe that's why she went because it was a health thing. She was supposed to have about six months of life. But Arisha came down and said through the reading and through all the stuff and further investigation, she needed to make Ocha right away and her life would be extended. And I, I, I'm not going to tell you exactly because I don't remember, but I think they gave her a timing of how much longer they were going to give her. And she was willing to do that. But again, she didn't have the money. So as the reading went on, it came out that for her particular case, the community had to get together and it was going to be free for her. And no joke, the community had to come together because when that comes out, there is no hiding it. Like that is not a pretend thing of I'm trying to sucker you in, nothing like that. Like it really needed to be done and it needed to be done fast. I remember that as a house, we gifted her a lot of things for her Ocha. We gifted her clothes and skirts and whatever it was. Like I I remember that we were just all shopping for white things to give her and um, the animals, everything was donated for her because she didn't have the money for it. Her ocha was made, I, I don't remember, this was many years ago, but her ocha was made, I think, within two months. I mean, it was fast, like really fast. And I remember that I could not attend because I think I was pregnant. I don't know what happened, but I could not attend her Ocha Ocha, but I know that other people from our house were able to attend and it was beautiful. Or maybe I did. 
I don't remember. Oh my goodness. I don't remember. But I think that we attended part of it, but I had a little one and I couldn't stay. Either which way, the point was that the community had to come together because it was that urgent for her. Like seriously, it was that urgent for her to make Ocha. And when she made Ocha, it seems that things clicked for her. She didn't have a good, stable living situation. Arisha fixed it up for her. She got herself into a beautiful place, and which was all her own. It's an apartment, but still, it's a place that was her own place. She wasn't having to be somebody's roommate or somebody's, you know, pity case. Like, she really was able to get herself together. And Arisha was able to give her, I think it was three plus years. And she had a medical situation going. And the doctors did not know, like, what happened because they had given her six months. And people don't realize the power of Orisha. And um, she was able to to last way more than the six months that medical science had given her. So when I say, is it urgent? That's the kind of urgent that I'm talking about. And you'll know if it is that urgent because man, they will put, they will move heaven and earth for you to make Ocha. I do know of someone, but I don't know this person that, that a similar something came out, but it was a lot more urgent for this individual. And she, the way that it happened from the story that I'm told is that she could not leave that house until she crowned. So she came in for a reading and left a priestess. That's that kind of urgent. Like everybody, she wasn't allowed to leave. She had to call her job. She had to figure it out, but she was there for a little over a week. That Ocha was made like stat. That's the kind of urgency that can happen if you need to make urgent ochas. Like there won't be a mistake. So when this comes out, let's say that you get a reading and, oh, you have to make ocha. Okay. Then ask a couple of questions. Is this urgent? Do I have to do this right now? And why? Because if it is urgent, you will know the why. If it is not urgent, just they will tell you if it is a good priest, they'll tell you. I was told right away and not in the very beginning that I had to crown. So in the beginning, I was just told, you're destined to be here. I wasn't told that I had to initiate. That came out so much later. It wasn't told to me right away. And if they say, well, it's really not that urgent, um, just take your time. Or if they don't say much of anything, just say the truth. You know, I'm not sure. Can I take my time to research this? I want to make sure that I'm sure, that I'm sure, sure, sure of that I'm sure. And if that priest is like, no, you need to make Ocha, just, you know, start saving for it right now because you need to do it. If they insist on actually anything, getting elekas, getting warriors, doing Ocha, ask this magical question. Can I do a bow in the meantime while I think about it? It's more like, Okay, I understand, uh, you know, let's say Alegba, right? Let's say Alegba said, you know, Alegba says that you need to make Ocha because it came out in this Odun. But you're not ready. You just found out about these traditions like two months ago. 
or six months ago or three years ago. It doesn't matter. You're just not ready. Can I make a boat in the meantime? And if they are a good priest, they will have to cast for that and ask the oracle, can an abode be given right now? This person's not ready. Because that is so common. And I think that, I think that's more than being wise. It's being safe for you. It's also being safe for that person. Because that person may be the one reading you, but that might not be your godparent for the time. And this is why this is important for you to ask those questions and know that you can ask those questions. Also, if you feel freaked out that you can't ask a question as a ding, 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 red flag, that person is not a good fit to be a godparent because you should never feel afraid to ask a question. Just a tidbit. What I want to instill in this podcast episode is for you not to rush in, especially if you do not have to. If you do not have to, don't, don't, don't do it. Because I just want you to be safe and to have a great time in these traditions versus the mistake that a lot of people have when they start in the traditions is that they rush in so fast and then they have a down and out with that godparent and you're like, well, why did this happen? It's because you rushed in. You rushed in and then you're like, dang it, what do I do now? I'm stuck here. And a lot of the bad stories that we get is because folks rush in. I've known people who have gotten scratched in palo. They have made ocha. They have done a lot of things right away after one or two readings and that's it. They jumped in and six months later, a year later, two years later, three years later, didn't work out. And then we get a lot of bad stories. And again, ask questions. Just know that most of the time it's not urgent, but maybe it's for you to know and for you to be aware and for you to start saving money and for you to keep an eye out for a possible good fit of a godparent for you. So don't rush in and don't get stuck into a bad spot if you do not have to. You have reached the end of this episode for show notes go to www dot www dot i have to make sure harishawisdom.com forward slash six six i want to let you guys know that i did mention in the last episode man my fear of putting certain things out they've been great ideas and it's just the fear it's I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> just working on it. But I am I have put out for the first of Orisha swag to go out there, which is the Orisha Wisdom t-shirt. And I did not put it on my own website because it's taken me a while to get it out there. But but I will put it into the info link of orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti, so that you're able to get your shirt. And I think I'm going to add in the t-shirt, maybe mugs, we'll see about it, of the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. And I've 
heard that people are very excited about this. So I would love to see who is going to be wearing their swag and their fun stuff and at the same token supporting this podcast. So I, I'm pretty excited because this is just the beginning of putting Orisha art which is made by an Orisha worshiper for the Orisha worshipers of the world. So I wanted to let you know that. And if you have found some value into what I do and the content that I create, check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Ella Omileti and you will have access to the podcasts before they are published and other perks. We have had actually Orisha Swag. That's true. Orisha Swag has gone out there and also we've had live calls to discuss things more in depth. So there's definitely a lot of perks and it just... I'm very, very grateful to have the patrons for our Patreon page. It just means so much to me. So I've gotten messages of how how can I support you there. That is a great way. And remember, if you're looking to answer that magical question of getting a godparent, just go to arishawisdom.com forward slash omileti, which is my information link, and click on the tab of getting the guide to Godparent and really listen to it and ask yourself those deep questions. Take notes. Take it seriously because this is such an important decision. If you like this episode, I always encourage you to share it. Share it on your social media if you have people who you think will get something out of this one, especially this episode, because I know that people get to communicate like, yeah, I'm looking for a reading. They told me this, they told me that. Share it with them to help them out. And I would be so grateful if you have five minutes to spare. Okay, all of you can probably a lot faster than me. But this would be to give us a review on iTunes. And I do read each and every one of them. And it's it's amazing to he- to see many of the comments. And if you're on YouTube, because this episode also goes on YouTube, subscribe and click on the little bell icon so that you'll be notified as soon as an episode goes live. Stay tuned for the next episode. On the next episode, I'm going to discuss something that I've had to push up the line. I was going to go to Ask a Priest episodes, but I'm going to push this up the line because we're still in summer. And we're going to talk about attire. I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to talk about attire because it's so important, especially when we are dealing with the summer months. So I can't wait until next time. May the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? 
Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time.